As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome to the My Essential Birth Podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Stephanie. And we're professional doulas, childbirth educators, and the creators of My Essential Birth, the holistic, empowering online childbirth education course helping mothers everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. So join us each week as we share tips and advice for all things pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new content. And head over to www.myessentialbirth.com for more information about our birth course and to join a community of mamas just like you. Okay, welcome back to Pregnancy Ailments Part 2. If you are still here with us, it's because you are one of the many women (laughs) that are having pregnancy ailments and it was enough that we thought we better split this into two so that we could be crazy helpful about making sure that we can help you alleviate as many as possible. So fingers crossed that we cover the thing that you're hoping we cover. (laughs) If not, if not, message us and we will maybe do a story or something on it because we did do the most common ones that we got. Um, I wanted to start today though with a reviewer of the week as we love to do. This one is from Megan OBC. She says, helped me overcome my fear of birth. Yay! I listened to this podcast throughout my pregnancy and it was huge in helping to trust my body and the natural process of birth. I entered into pregnancy with a ton of fear and anxiety and I'm so grateful for resources like this podcast that helped me work through that. I was so confident and relaxed that I accidentally gave birth at home Wow! with just my husband present, completely unexpected and completely perfect. I would definitely recommend listening to these ladies and immersing yourself in resources that talk about birth as normal and natural and beautiful. Because it is. That's exactly Oh my gosh, it. congratulations on your unplanned home birth. Thank Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for the review. We love and read every single one, you guys. I know that we say that a lot, but it brings both of us so much joy and it helps us to know that we're doing good things. So thank you so much for that review. We're coming in hot and heavy with ligament pain. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) How common is this? Well, it's probably going to affect about 10 to 30% of women and it's more common and uncomfortable as baby grows. So that would be your (laughs) second and third trimesters. You may experience this more than you did with the first. What causes it, Court? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know the answer now? It's relaxing. It's that hormone that helps to relax and soften things in preparation for birth. Okay, let me, like, side note, how much do you love relaxing? Like, I don't know about you guys. Not just birth, though. Like, I do you, I don't know. I could stretch so much more and so much eat more, more easily than I could prior. Like, if I did yoga or if I did just stretches after working out, like, I can lean almost all the way forward. Like, I love the feeling of relaxing. I mean, it does make you feel a little wobbly, but I feel like you're going to be so grateful for 
the ease with which your body can accommodate and move your baby through the birth canal. And what, what a beautiful birth. thing. Like all of a sudden your pelvis starts moving, like your like yeah. hard bony pelvis relaxes and can start bending and moving. Like when you think about that and what your baby goes through in order to be here, like the little, the head platelets that have to fit over each other, the twisting that they have to do, your hips moving. It's pretty incredible. So I guess rather than feeling um, annoyed, like, you know, darn you relaxing, <laughs> shaking your fist to the heavens, like be grateful. It's a sign that your body is it's like a thanks Obama. <laughs> have you seen? You saw that, right? Thanks, yes. relaxing. Yeah. We have to thanks do a video. Relaxing. But really, it is something you should be grateful for because it's a sign that your body is doing what it's designed to do. But what does ligament pain feel like? Well, it's usually like a quick shooting pain, um, usually on one side or the other of your belly. Um, I used to get them sometimes. I'd be like, oh, what the heck was mm-hmm. that, right? Um, pain on either side of the belly that makes you pause like that. So it can happen when you're changing positions, when you're attempting to roll over. Right. <laughs> we should put rolling over, LOL. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sitting to standing, when you go from laying down to sitting, etc. When you cough, sneeze, laugh, it can basically happen anytime. So here's what you can do. Obviously, if you haven't downloaded the exercises, get to that because you're going to notice that's going to alleviate a lot of these things or help too. Pelvic tilts are wonderful because again, they're going to strengthen and lengthen. Like they strengthen, they stretch, they help that area to be tight, that whole core area, your back and your abdomen. They help those ligaments to be balanced as well. Obviously, like we mentioned, if changing positions is painful, you want to do so slowly and balanced as you do it. Also, taking baths can be very comfortable, relaxing. It can help loosen um, and just relax that whole area. Steph, I know a lot of pregnant women might be wondering, is it safe for me to take a bath during pregnancy? Why, yes, it is. You just can't take the jacuzzi steamy bath that you normally would take. So they say uh, t- like body temp or lower. I do it a little warmer than that. Yeah. I can't do body temp. It's too cold. I mean, like it's not going to turn my skin lobster red kind of hot, but it's got to be warm enough to be pleasant, I think. so. Yeah. And then I always, this is my thing, like I will drain the bath and as it's draining, then I turn on like the hot water until the water is all out, you know? And then I'm just like, oh, my feet are so hot. It gets my legs for a second and then it goes <laughs> away. I think they say like you can even like sit by a jacuzzi with your legs in it. Yeah. I so. did that pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Stretching. Um, I mean, which is kind of what pelvic tilts are, right? They're a way of strengthening, but stretching, like Stephanie said, yoga, a really good exercise within yoga would be like cat and cow, but not too extended either way. A maternity belt, like we talked about (laughs) before. These are actually quite useful for a lot of things, but, um, if you find that this ligament pain is kind of persistent, um, we'll talk about what to watch out for and warnings here. But if it's like, you know, I get it and it kind of annoys me, then a maternity belt could be a good idea. Good posture. And again, this is something that overall you should probably be focusing on, but that means like not being in positions where you're going to be kind of like hunched over yourself to where you have to sit up, like you're not stretched and then you are stretching. So sitting on like a birth ball, like we've talked about, whether that's at the table or a desk or you're just watching TV, sitting on a birth ball and and being in a little more straight posture and then sleeping with pillows in between your legs. And we had mentioned this one for a previous ailment, but making sure that your hips are level when you are sleeping is huge for lower back pain and for hip pain and definitely for your ligament pain. Right. One's not more forward or leaned more than the other, but that they're square. They're square on. 
Swimming. If you're looking for exercise that you can do safely during pregnancy, I can think of nothing safer and more beneficial than swimming. Um, don't even get me started on the breath work that you learn when you're <laughs> swimming and how wonderfully that plays out into birth. And I might be a little biased because swimming was my sport in mm. high school, but I just... Did you swim in pregnancy? I did. Yeah. We were living in Arizona and it was hot. And so I absolutely did. Um, but it's really great for just building endurance and obviously helping with round ligament pain. I feel like if I were to get in a pool pregnant, I would just sit there. (laughs) No desire to move. I just want to feel lighter. (laughs) I didn't move very quickly, but it did feel good to be doing something, you know? (laughs) I don't know why I had just the weirdest, like pregnancy, pregnancy races, pregnancy swim races. (laughs) Nobody's moving. Just a bunch of arms. (laughs) It's like running in place. (laughs) It's like a nightmare. (laughs) trying to get away and you can't oh my gosh okay when you feel that sharp little pain um breathe this would be a good time to like practice some of those contraction techniques right you guys finish what you were doing (laughs) a little true it's so true yeah like anytime i had any like if i was on the toilet can we get back to poop we haven't done that in an episode (laughs) um anytime like there was any pain round ligament whatever i was like oh perfect i'm gonna let my belly hang i'm gonna breathe deep right it's perfect labor practice letting every part of me be soft and relaxed yeah anyway and then finish what you were doing but maybe Maybe just a little bit more slowly than before. And with almost everything, you're going to feel better if you see a chiropractor. I feel like, especially because of relaxing, things are easily out of whack. Like my tailbone would go out of place. Like never before did it go out of place. And I get it adjusted and it pop out a couple days later because it's weird. So our bodies just do weird things. I think a chiropractor in general is going to make you feel good overall. So what do you need to watch out for? Um, well, if you have this pain and it's associated with abdominal cramping, um, that's something to look out for. Burning with urination, this could indicate that you might have a UTI. Um, kidney pain can sometimes be similar-ish to these feelings. Um, sharp pains that don't go away. If you have four or more contractions in an hour, if you have spotting, anything else really that's unusual like this, um, go with your mama gut and reach out to your provider. Yeah, we're putting kind of like the like extremes on some of these, but that's because I feel like sometimes, especially with a first time mom that hasn't experienced any of these things before, it might not be so easy to say, oh, that's definitely round ligament pain. And so if you're experiencing some of these other things, you don't want to pause and wait. Like at best, you should be contacting the nurse on call or like you can even call like if it's middle of the night, you can call your, if your insurance has like a nurse on call or you can call a local hospital and they generally have nurses that you can talk to, which nine times out of 10 are going to tell you to come in and get checked out. But there, there's just, it's not always cut and dry. And so when we're putting this in here, we want to make sure that we're not just writing off some of these things for bigger problems. So guess what the good news is, you guys? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. The good news is that this Wait, goes that away. was like a sad, what's the like, <laughs> ding. There, that's it. This goes away pretty quickly after you give birth. Also, if you guys know anyone that wants to edit the podcast so we don't have to make our own sounds, <laughs> that would be bomb. All right. Hey, do you have yourself some cankles there? Got a lot <laughs> Got a lot of swelling going on. Well, about 80% of pregnant women do, so chances are you do too. Cankle sister. (laughs) The sisterhood of the traveling cankles. 
As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Guys, when we record too many podcasts too long, we're so sorry. Okay. What causes it, Steph? So an increase of blood. Obviously, we talked about this. You've got an increase of bodily fluids. You've got amniotic fluids. You've got 50% increase in your blood volume. Obviously, you're going to be feeling a little bit more bloating and swelling. Um, Along with that weight gain and then gravity, like we've got weight gain and then the earth pulling us down. And (laughs) Right? Like by the end of the day, if you've been walking around, isn't that when you're more swollen and in pain? So The heat? The heat will do it. Hotter temperatures, you're going to have some more swelling. Yeah, um, we talked about that a lot this summer. Yeah. Like on Instagram, like what are some of the things you can do? And that was kind of that getting into a nice cool pool. Or, yeah. yeah. Utilize that swimming pool. Um, but preeclampsia, uh, swelling can also be indicative of a bigger problem like preeclampsia. So what can you do about it? We're going to talk about warning signs, you know, what to look for if you think it might be preeclampsia, how you can distinguish between, well, this is regular pregnancy swelling and this isn't quite so normal. Um, So we're going to focus on what can you do to help with the regular expected pregnancy swelling. Something simple that it will also feel good is to do an Epsom salt bath. Now, if it's just your feet that are swelling, maybe you just stick them in like a small tub, little like wash tub or whatever. But otherwise, you can put about a cup of Epsom salt in your bath and just soak comfortably for a bit and that's supposed to help drain the excess fluids. Put your feet up and bonus points, ask for a foot massage. Um, That actually is one of the things that can help and so you can even grab your birth partner and be like, Court and Steph said that foot massages will help with this swelling so, you know, (laughs) if they need a little extra push. But hopefully, I bet the husbands and partners that you guys have are sweet and would do this for you anyway. (laughs) You're putting a lot of you're putting a lot of good juju towards them. That's good. <laughs> uh, exercise and yoga. So regular exercise. In other words, not just sitting around all day. Especially for our moms that work. I know this was me with my first baby when I was working all day and I had a desk job. You have to make time to get up, to walk around, to move your body. Uh, yes, it can help sitting on a birth ball because you're a little more conscious of what your body's doing, and you're probably going to want to stand up a little bit more if you are using a birth ball. Uh, but along with that. Actual exercise routines, yoga, walking, all of that that gets things moving and flowing are really good for you. It's interesting because we talked about how doing a lot of walking can lead to swelling, but also Mm -hmm. just sitting on your butt for a good part (laughs) of the day can also do the same. So there's a balance there, right? Wearing loose clothing will help. Nothing that's too tight or restrictive. Um, Drinking lots of water. And then I know it seems like, oh, well, I'm swelling a little bit, so I should cut out salt. No, no, that's not accurate. You still want to be salting your foods to taste. Meaning like, you know, if you feel like something needs a little more salt, add some salt. If it's too salty, it's 
probably too salty. Yeah. So we, we say like, because this is like a common thing. People go to their providers, women go to their providers and they say, you're probably having too much salt. Let's cu- cut that back. And it's true. If you're having like a really high salt diet, if you're eating tons of greasy, fried, high processed foods, that that can absolutely be part of the problem. Uh, but things should not taste bland and such because actually a limiting your salt diet can be worse for you and cause more gain. Well, it's an fluids, important so. part of it's a mineral. I Everything. Mean, you have to have it. There's a reason. There's a reason that your body is constantly like, let's put salt on that, you know? Right. Well, and IVs have yeah. sodium in it. Yes. So, yeah. And okay, as far as where, I, like the loose clothing thing, I feel like, especially because we're talking to you guys during cold weather, like how many of us are in our like tight pants and I don't know. Nope. Like so cute are the moms on Instagram everywhere wearing their like super tight, like high booted, like clothing, right? Like it's so cute. But you, yes, I promise you will feel better if you just let it hang, ladies. All right. So we promised we would get to what do you need to watch out for? Well, if you have excessive swelling, meaning you start to get puffiness in your hands and your face as well. Um, This edema, this swelling where you have pitting, and I know Steph mentioned this in the last episode, but this is where like if you were to press a finger onto your, you know, your calf or your ankle or somewhere on your body and you take your finger away, but there's still that little dimple indentation there for a little bit, um, that's called pitting. Um, If you have like rapid weight gain, these are all signs of preeclampsia and those would necessitate an immediate call to your provider. So what's the good news? Bet you can't guess. (laughs) Luckily, this should go away shortly after you give birth. For some women, it's a few days, and for others, it's a couple weeks. Particularly, we're talking about pregnancy here, but particularly if you are a mom that goes through labor and chooses to either have an IV or an IV and an epidural, women who receive IV medication get a lot more swelling, totally normal, and it does take a little while to go away. Yeah, they're pumping you full of tons of excess fluids, and so just, you know, be patient. It'll go away. Yeah, it made me feel way better because when we went in to have my first baby, I swore I was not as fluffy as I was as when I left. And I remember looking at the pictures and I was like, Michael, look at how like puffy my face is. And like, I was trying to kiss my baby and it seemed like my lips weren't even working. Like... (laughs) And even my fingers, like they all had their own world. It was so weird. And and he was, it, it was the nurse and him and they were like, no, like it was the IV fluids and it made me feel way better. So <laughs> that's what it is. Nightmares. Cue the Freddy Krueger music. This right. is Isn't a legit. this crazy? This made like the most common. Right. Right. But it's legit. I know I had crazy weird dreams during pregnancy, but how common is this? Well, to be honest, we couldn't really find a statistic for this one, but we know we've had them and most pregnant ladies we've spoken to have experienced them too. So it's got to be it's a thing. Pretty common, it's right? a thing. Yeah. All right, Court, what causes this one? Finally, not relaxing. Are you sure? <laughs> Definitely not the relaxing, but it is still hormones. Yeah. <laughs> Love Fluctuating our hormones. hormones are the cause; they're the culprit. And interruptions of sleep cycles. Like if you're already like you got to get that deep sleep, right? That REM sleep that they talk about. And if you're not comfortable, you're not sleeping well. You're Have up through pee. the night. Yes, whatever interruptions, then it can make for more vivid and more scary dreams. So, what can you do? Uh, we have some simple suggestions. So there's no hormone balancing tricks that we have necessarily for pregnancy that are going to stop the dreams. But meditations and spiritual things can get close. So I know that I had some very vivid, uncomfortable, rude dreams, and I would pray about it, um, writing it out, saying it out loud, 
all the things that we tell you to do with any fears or anxieties or whatever are also going to be something that can help with nightmarish dreams. Having a good bedtime routine. I know we've mentioned this for other ailments as well, but this is especially applicable here. I mean, if you go to bed 10 minutes after you just wrapped up some really like, you know, action-packed thriller on Netflix, <laughs> then obviously that's not going to help, right? So you want to try to eliminate screens um, at least 30 minutes, hopefully longer before and you, bed. I think you bring up a good point that like what we put into our minds make a difference for what we see in our sleep or just how we feel generally overall. So if you just watched a call the midwife where, you know, something terrible went down, it's more likely that you're going to have issues in your dreams. Exactly. And along those same lines, positive affirmations, right? Filling your head with good things. Um, I'm safe. My baby is safe. Whatever is related the to the opposite of what just happened in that dream. <laughs> right. My baby will not come out of my stomach and I will be able to get him back in, right? <laughs> like... <laughs> Drinking water, eating healthy. You know, your diet really plays a huge part in so many areas of our life and including, you know, what we dream and think about. Um, counseling can be helpful if you find that these are really disturbing and really persistent. Um, speak to someone about it. And you can find people who specialize in prenatal or postpartum therapy. So search them out. Juniper berry essential oil has been known and touted by many people to help with nightmares. So um, maybe putting a drop on your pillow, a drop on the bottoms of your feet, that could be something to try. Um, but like Stephanie said, you want to say these things out loud. You don't need to hold them inside. Um, you know, we talk about how saying things out loud gives them power, but I feel like sometimes it can also sort of take power away, especially if it's something that's really not rational or logical. When is it something or time to pay attention to it, though? If they're making you depressed or anxious or scared to the point where you're not feeling comfortable kind of in your own skin or you're thinking about them all day long, then it's time to reach out to somebody. Remember that it's okay to talk to somebody else about it. That includes a spouse or a loved one, a friend. Uh, and then if they're encouraging you to speak to somebody else, please pay attention to that because, yes, nightmares are no, not that big of a deal on their own, but they could be indicative of some other disorders. Also, obviously, if they're extra disturbing, then maybe it's time to reach out to somebody. Well, we talk a lot about things like postpartum psychosis, but I feel like sometimes those things can develop in pregnancy as well. And it's just something that you want to stay on top of, right? You don't want it to become a problem and you're too far in to easily figure a way out. So tell us about the good news, Court. Oh my gosh. I was just telling Stephanie, these don't necessarily go away right after <laughs> you give birth. In fact, I sort of feel like mine um, shifted a little bit and didn't go away and maybe even ramped up a little bit after I had my baby because then, and I'm sure part of it was a little bit of a postpartum disorder, but then I had anxiety around my baby, right? Like falling down the stairs while holding my baby, these really horrible images um, that could be persistent sometimes or dreams or nightmares. I don't know. Did you, did yours go away? I, no, I had different ones. Yeah, they just <laughs> But I also, changed. and we're going to talk about that today. I also had kind of those postpartum mood disorders, kind of that mental, emotional health problem. So hopefully yours do go away. I mean, they'll be different, right? Your baby will likely be born in the dream at this point instead of <laughs> I'm pregnant and my baby just shot across the floor, slippery slide into the baseboards, you know? Not not an actual dream. Yeah. <laughs> and we laugh about these things. And I hope you guys don't think that we actually think something like that's funny. No. But I just, I it's think. It's funny because who's going to, like, it's who the has that dream? Yes. of it. And I hope that us 
giving voice to some of the things we used to have nightmares about will help you not feel so weird about okay go the stuff go give us a nightmare I did falling down the stairs. While Is that the only one you had though? Cracking up. That I can. Re- I have a pregnancy journal somewhere, and I know oh, that's smart. More. You guys need to keep track of these because we hope you will be able to look back and smile on them. Yes, I had a very vivid one. I saw my baby through my stomach, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I love him. He's so cute." And so I pulled him out, just kind of like lifted up my stomach, took him out, and was holding him. And I loved him so much. And I was like, "Well, like he's not done. I got to put him back." Could not get him back in. <laughs> I was like trying all. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what have I done?" <laughs> yeah, there were I since you can't remember I'm not going to share like 10 of them, but they were they were nasty. The they point is good. you're not a psycho even no. if the dream is really sick and weird. So just, you know, <laughs> it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It'll be okay. Get help if you feel like you need help. Sciatica. Oh man, do we get messages <laughs> about this like all the time like I'm having sciatica, I'm having back pain. What can I do about it? Um I'm excited to tell you guys there are some things you can do about it, but how common is it? Well, about 50 to 80% of women are going to experience a certain amount of back pain. So very common. Very common. Ridiculously common. Yeah. What causes it? Well, obviously you're growing a baby and there's everything that we've talked about before that comes with that. The the increased blood, the increased fluid, the increased weight, all of that is going to create just some funkiness on the back. Um, For sciatica specifically, you've got a uterus that puts pressure on your sciatic nerve and that pain generally shoots probably from your lower back down one leg or the other. Like mine was always my right side, always shooting down that leg. So it's likely that if you have sciatica, that's very similar to what that's going to feel like. Sometimes when we're pregnant, we can kind of almost extend our spine so that our belly is sticking out more than it needs to, right? But that's really not super helpful. You you want to have good posture and good alignment. Um, not having those things is going to only add to the issue. Poor sleeping positions as well, right? Think positional stuff. Um, if you don't have those pillows between your legs or propped up, if your hips aren't stacked and square, that can add to it. Just a lack of strength in general can be a culprit. So here's what you can do. Courtney already touched on it. Posture is going to be huge. Um, When we talk about posture, we want you to strengthen uh, the area of like your core area, kind of those those abs and your back. So pelvic tilts, they stretch and they strengthen. And so if you haven't downloaded the exercises, definitely get to that. Squatting can also help. And that's one of the exercises as well, because it helps your back to be straight. And when you're in a squatted position and your back is straight, it really does relieve some of that back pressure. Um, Especially if you can't get into a full squat on your own, you can either use a couch, a chair, or your partner to help support you into that squat. Along with that, even the forward leaning inversion, literally all three exercises are very good for this, but the forward leaning inversion is going to take that weight instantly off of your lower back. Um, And it also helps baby to move into a better, more comfortable position for baby and for you. And that will, uh, baby being in a better position is obviously going to make mom feel better overall. Sitting on a birth ball is going to help increase that core strength and stability. So whenever you can, and it doesn't have to be every time you're sitting, but you know, when you think of it, just use that instead. Rebozo, which we've talked about before, we've mentioned it before. I think we've even linked to it 
before, but um, it's that long kind of shawl, right? And you can use that in such a way that you can do some lifting, um, do something called rebozo sifting, and that's also going to bring some relief. And if you're in the course, obviously we have videos showing you how to do that rebozo sifting and lifting. For sciatica especially, we have specific exercises. Um, and so that's like if you are standing behind a chair and leaning forward with a flat back using the chair for balance, your legs are kind of standing out to the side and you lean forward with that flat back. That's an extra exercise for sciatica. There's also one sitting on a chair. You sit on a chair with your feet flat on the ground and then you take one of your ankles and put it on top of your opposite knee and lean forward. That's another exercise. Um, we have very specific and videos for these exercises. If you are within the birth course, check out the resource section. There's an entire section on sciatica. And if you're not in the birth course, obviously we want you to come join us so you can have all of those resources to yourself and hopefully all the extra information on these ailments too. Obviously that's at myessentialbirth.com. A heating pad can bring some relief. Um, a nice warm rice sock that you heat up in the microwave can also feel really good, but we're giving you permission also to get off your feet. <laughs> um, if you do a ton of walking during the day or you've just been kind of tired and need to get off your feet, do that. Chiropractor is helpful in any of these. Really, when you think about balancing the pelvic floor, balancing the pelvis, like all this kind of stuff, chiropractors are so incredibly helpful. And um, last, we would recommend a maternity belt. <laughs> they, they can help with that sciatica pain too. Here's what you need to look out for. If you have limping or you can't walk or doing simple things is very painful for you because of that pain, if it's causing you to not be able to sleep or if you have severe pain, those are all times that you probably waited a little too long, honestly, to see somebody, but it's definitely time to get some help. And what's the good news, Stephanie? Well, when you have your baby, it typically improves. Does this make you look forward to having your baby or what? <laughs> I think, isn't that part of it? Like you have to get yeah. so uncomfortable that you're like, eject, eject. <laughs> I would do anything to get this baby out of here. Yes. All right. The last ailment that we wanted to talk about, pregnancy complaint, would just be an overall generalized mental and emotional negativity. I feel like this is especially going to be seen in a lot of women, but typically when, when it's not 2020, we would see this in about 20% of women, but I really think it's probably closer to 30, 40% because of so much of it being undiagnosed or untreated. Yeah. And we hear the same thing about postpartum mood disorders. Um, I feel like pregnancy likely gets untreated, undiagnosed even more so. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm backwards on that, but I know even for myself, I'm like, oh, I've heard about baby blues or I've heard about postpartum issues, but like nobody talks about the prenatal stuff. And so when I was going through things, I was like, well, I'm just pregnant. That was, it was always my go-to. I'm just pregnant. Right. This can have so many different culprits and so many different layers to it. That Is it's it relaxing? <laughs> No, but it is hormonal changes, right? I know. Think about it though for a second. When you're PMSing, um, it's usually because there's hormones doing all kinds of different stuff and you still have those hormones doing their thing during pregnancy as well. And that totally affects your mood and how you feel. Lifestyle changes are a big one. I feel like you and I have gone through our fair share oh, of <laughs> since we started this a couple of years ago. Well, and it doesn't seem fair too that usually during your childbearing years, they're very, there's a lot going there's on. There's so much drama. New jobs, moves, you know, there's, there can like be uncertainty. Like big financial, like, right. yes. It's you're getting so your life in order and it's happening while you're having babies. That has to be some kind of like baptism by fire, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? I I mean, I've thought about that. Why is it that when you're 40, 50, 60, then you get to relax and get some reprieve? I but. hope that's the case. 
I like right like 2020 yeah. has made me like what the heck's coming for our 40s but. which is I feel like another reason why a lot of women might be feeling this these sort of negative feelings right totally. COVID quarantine uncertainty the whole world is feeling it the amount of right like questions and stuff that we've gotten or concerns or what like all of it has increased anxiety increased depression increased uncertainty that has been a major theme from our moms and what did your sister's midwife say about that in terms of labor and how it was playing out yeah she was saying and i hope to have her on the podcast guys it'll be amazing but she was saying that they were seeing overall since covid went down in march people started being quarantined and sent home and and whatever and just the anxiety and fear she had not been to one birth this year that had gone smoothly in the way that birth normally goes like there were more transfers there were stop and starts there was a lot of prodromal labor i think that's really interesting yeah it it's indicative of a lot of women hanging on to these emotions that maybe are kind of going overlooked or unresolved and then they play out in a way and at a time when maybe you don't want them to. And isn't that such an important thing to realize? I I know when I was younger, I did not realize the emotion or the physical impact that my emotional state had on me, right? Unless you have something big, like if you have somebody die in your life or you have something terrible happen to you, um, or to somebody that you love, then all of a sudden you realize that uh, that the physical things happening in your life have an emotional tool and, and the emotional tool that it's taking have, has a physical effect. You don't realize that until it's big. And especially for myself, I didn't realize that until later. I don't know, maybe just getting older and having issues in general. Like yeah. now I'm way more sensitive to it. But, but doesn't that make sense though? Yes. I mean, think about it. We are, we're not just Courtney or just Stephanie, I consist of body and spirit. Right. There's a physical element and then there's an emotional, mental, spiritual element to things. And why would we think birth would be any other way? Well, and isn't that, there's that saying, like you're a spiritual being having a, a mortal, mortal experience. experience. I yeah. love that because I feel the like other it's way true. Around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. Along with that is like lack of sleep. So if you're, you're not sleeping well, I know for myself that I don't get good sleep. Like I'm a raging, no, like I'm not. <laughs> a nice person but then on top of it like I have I'm more anxious I'm more irritable I can get more sad all of it lack of sleep is a really hard one side note I just had a realization and here I am like you know mid-30s I went to my doctor and he was like how are you feeling I'm like I just I feel like I don't have enough energy and he's like how much sleep are you getting at night I was like you know the normal for an adult like seven to eight hours at night he's like court you might be a nine hour per night kind of girl. Mm. And that is okay. I feel like we're, you know, I'm trying to follow what they say an adult should get. Yeah. But you might be somebody who needs more sleep. And so I made a commitment to myself. Intuitive sleeping. <laughs> yes. I don't care what time I go to bed, even if it's 11 o'clock, I am going to get nine hours. Now you might be like, must be nice to have that luxury, <laughs> right? But make whatever changes you need to and see, do I, am I getting enough sleep at night? Should I experiment bumping it up half an hour, an hour, see how you feel? We often hear and we know from personal experience that there are worries and concerns about being a mother, uh, about your current relationship with your spouse or partner or about finances or any of like the big life things that we talked about, where we're going to be living, how long it's going to take me to pack this house up or whatever the case, Um, especially with being a mom for first time moms or or I shouldn't even say just for first time moms because for sure, it's with like once you have a baby then you're like am I gonna love that one as much am I gonna have enough time for him am I can I handle three kids can I handle four 
sure. You yeah, know? there's so much of it. But concerns around being a mother are very real. And that's where we want you to hit on those positive affirmations. And we'll get we'll get to what you should do in a minute. But there are things that you can do to combat that. If you've had prior mood disorders, things like depression, anxiety, then those things might continue and may even um, intensify during pregnancy. And, and that can be very normal. Um, also, if you have a family history of mood disorders, right? So maybe you don't have any of those things. You haven't been diagnosed with depression or anxiety or whatever, but your mom has or your sister has. That can play out sometimes. Yes, I can relate to that 100%. I did not understand what depression was at all or that people really experienced it. I know that it was, or I knew that it was within my family. I knew that some family members close to me had suffered from it. But I was always kind of like, just pick yourself up. Like, just why, like, don't be so freaking sobby about it. Get up, get whatever stuff you need to done. And then I got pregnant and I had this, what felt like just a dark cloud with me, like all the time. And I couldn't pull myself out of it and I couldn't do normal things. And I was sad and weepy. And I even reached out to my doctor at one point and was like, I don't feel like hurting myself or my baby or anything like that. Still pregnant. So like, I don't feel like doing anything bad to my body, but I am not like this normally. This is not normal for me. Their only response was, well, would you like to do some medication for that? And I said, well, no. They're like, well, then it's just part of pregnancy. And yeah, that might be the case. No, that is not all you can do with it. And so we're going to talk to you in a minute about who to reach out to when you need help. Yeah, reaching out to... People is huge, but it's got to be the right people. Um, counselors, psychologists, prenatal counselors. You want to make sure that they have um, certifications or experience working specifically with pregnant and postpartum women. We believe on a spiritual level that when you're pregnant, you are a co-creator with God. And with that responsibility comes the amazing privilege of being able to call on him for help. And if you feel like Steph described that you've got this dark cloud hanging over you that you just can't seem to, to bypass, it's okay to pray and ask him specifically for power to, to make that go away and to deliver you from the feelings that you have. And you may not share in our beliefs, and that's totally fine, but we want you to feel comfortable um, and hopefully that you believe that there is something greater out there in this world, greater than yourself that wants good for you. That's how I started my beliefs, right? There's some, there has to be something greater than me that wants good for me that I can reach out to, that I feel comfortable reaching out to or asking for help from. And whether that's, I know some people think it's the universe or whatever, like we're not going to get into a whole spiritual discussion here, but, but pregnancy in itself is spiritual. And women who have been pregnant, like they're, whether it's the baby that you're feeling, like that spirit or whatever, like it's a very neat experience. And so we want you to be comfortable reaching out, saying positive affirmations, pulling from whatever positivity that you can to bring that happiness and that joy in, in with you. Be so vigilant about the food that you're eating, how much water you're drinking. Um, I've just realized within the last year that when I have excessive sugar, I get really irritable. I, <laughs> I get really critical of the people around me. And then when I do that. Maybe there's just some bliss about being younger, right? right? Like, it's <laughs> no kidding. I'm like, that Seriously. for sure, that was probably my whole life. But like, I didn't even care to look at that. But now I'm no. like, so aware of it. Right. Don't listen it's... to us. Ignore it. So you can ignore it for longer. <laughs> Enjoy your sugar for longer. Yes. No, but they, you know, just kind of try to be observant. I know everybody's like, oh, keep a food journal. You can figure out how foods are playing on your emotions. 
questions. That seems like way too much work for me. But I did come to that conclusion when I was critical of others. Of course, I felt horrible about myself, which made me even more depressed. It's a vicious cycle, but do your best then to eat clean, unprocessed foods as much as possible, right? And, And be balanced in that approach. Make sure that you're taking your prenatal vitamins. Uh, typically, when we have moms, like one of the most common things that we see with, especially postpartum mood disorders, moms are put on supplements. And so making sure that you are continuing throughout your pregnancy, being really consistent about it, and then also after your pregnancy, continue with your prenatal vitamins. Exercise, as you already know, will absolutely elevate your mood. You get those endorphins pumping and flowing, and it doesn't even have to be a hard workout, you guys. I go on a 30-minute walk every day, and I swear that it still brings all kinds of benefits. Bonus, if you can get outside and do it every day, they have done studies. Even getting outside for 30 minutes a day, even if it's in crappy weather, will create a happier outlook in your life. You'll feel happier. Um, You get the increased vitamin D, support from the sun. Um, And in the wintertime, you may even want to consider a vitamin D supplement um, because most adults in the United States, Canada, developed world are not getting enough vitamin D. Courtney already talked about it, but take a walk and or move your body every single day. And if you can't get outside, it's raining or whatever, seriously, open the windows, get the light in, get the air in, and do some exercise in your home. We, I, okay, so this is like, I'm guilty of fire hosing, right? Like here's all the absolute best information I can give to you. But if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm like lucky to get out of my bed and get dressed for the day. I don't know how I'm supposed to add all this to my list. That's making me more depressed. You start small. Mm-hmm. Okay, you do one thing at a time. So if today you get out of bed and you get dressed, but you're able to do that every day, then we want to make sure that you're getting your water for the day. Just keep a water bottle with you today and focus on the water. Just doing small things for yourself and giving yourself a little goal in the morning. Today I'm going to drink my water. And then you're going to drink your water that day. And at the end of the night, you're going to be like, I drank that water. That tells your mind, you set a goal, you hit it. We're going to do that again tomorrow. Um, so start small. It builds trust in yourself too. You start to believe that you can do the things that you say you're going to do. And absolutely that plays out in birth um, when you trust yourself that you can do what you want to set out and do. Don't underestimate the power of small changes. Surround yourself with positive affirmations. Keep a gratitude list. I promise you'll feel more joyful. Maybe just set a goal. You know, I'm going to write down five things every day that I'm grateful for. Or even if you're not going to write them down because maybe you don't have time for that, I'm just going to say out loud five things I'm grateful for. And obviously there is medication available if that's needed. Here's what you want to watch out for or really pay attention to. If you have kind of those clouds or waves of darkness, like I talked about, if you have thoughts that are keeping you awake at night, if you are not able to sleep and not just because of your thoughts, um, but more than just your pregnancy discomfort, like you just can't quiet your mind. If you have any inappropriate or unwanted thoughts that you can't get rid of. So I think you talked about that. Like you had a constant thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to go down the stairs with my baby. Like obviously she's not wanting to do that. Obviously you're not wanting to think about doing that. And so if you can't get rid of it, maybe it's time to ask for help. Also, if you find that you are crying a lot or if you have anger that does not subside, I did not know 
that anxiety and anger, which makes sense, right? Like they say anger is that cover for fear, like a deeper worry. But if anger is something that's coming up for you a lot and you can't seem to get rid of it, you're frustrated a lot or it's bringing you to tears, those are all signs that you might be experiencing prenatal disorders and it's time to reach out for help. The good news is that while these things, this cloud or mood disorder can follow you into your postpartum period, they are less likely to have a neg- as negative of an effect if you talk about them and ask for help early on, even during pregnancy. Also, some moms find relief a few weeks to a few months after baby's born as hormones work on getting back to their new normal. (laughs) So if you do find that these feelings follow you into your postpartum period, there are absolutely natural things that you can do to encourage a balancing of hormones. Um, We will need to talk about this probably in a different episode, but some women feel strongly um, from their personal experience that placenta encapsulation helped with hormone balancing. Um, There's great essential oils out there like clary sage, clary calm. That can certainly help with that as well. So just know that there's also support postpartum. We want to thank you for coming along uh, on this journey with us. We know it hasn't necessarily been an easy one for you to have to listen to probably a lot of the things that you're going through right now, but we hope that you did take time to listen to the good news at the end of each of those, which is the majority of these ailments get to go away when you birth your baby. So not only do you get a nice, squishy, lovely little newborn, but you also get to get rid of some of these not-so-fun parts of pregnancy. All right, mamas, we will be back with more tips and advice soon. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so that you get notifications first about new episodes. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for more information on the birth course and to join our online community serving pregnant mamas just like you.